Hello and welcome to our worship for Sunday the 11th of July 2021, prepared primarily with churches in the Wirral Methodist Circuit in mind, but all are welcome to join us as we gather for worship in this fashion. Welcome. As we come together today, let us be mindful of our words and actions and the impact they have on those around us. Let us seek God's kingdom, God's wisdom and God's love to guide us in all that we seek to do today and in the days to come. Amen. And so let us sing together from Singing the Faith number 353, Jesus is Lord, creation's voice, proclaims it. Let us come together in a time of prayer. Firstly, a prayer of thanksgiving and then a prayer of adoration, followed by one of confession. Mm 
Let us pray. Almighty God, we praise you that you show us how to use power wisely. Help us as we worship together to learn more of your ways, to understand that our actions have consequences and to seek your wisdom in making decisions that may impact on others. This we ask in Jesus name. Amen. Mighty God, we adore you. We thank you that we can come to you knowing that you care about each and every one of us or, and all our needs, however big or small. You created the heavens and the earth. You put stars into space and filled the mighty seas. Your power and greatness is all around us from mountain tops to the intricacies of the tiniest flower. Thank you that your power is limitless. We are so small in comparison, but you love us all the same. We adore you, Creator God. Amen. Powerful God, forgive us when we have not used our power to influence for good, but for our own purposes when our actions have hurt or excluded others, when we have allowed greed, fear and pride to get in the way. God forgive us. Let our thoughts, words and actions glorify you and reveal your presence and purposes. Amen. And by way of the assurance of God's forgiveness and our being led forward, let us hear words from Psalm 85, verses 8 to 13. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his faithful, to those who turn to him in their hearts. Surely his salvation is at hand for those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet. Righteousness and peace will kiss each other. Faithfulness will spring up from the ground and righteousness will look down from the sky. The Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and will make a path for his steps. The Old Testament reading is taken from the book of Amos. Amos chapter 7 verses 7 to 15, read from the New Revised Standard Version. This is what he showed me. The Lord was standing beside a wall built with a plumb line with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a plumb line. Then the Lord said, see, I am setting a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will never again pass them by. The high places of Isaac shall be made desolate and the sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste. And I will rise against the house of Jeroboam with a sword. 
Then Amaziah the priest of Bethel sent to King Jeroboam of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the very centre of the house of Israel. The land is not able to hear all his words. For thus Amos has said, Jeroboam shall die by the sword, and Israel must go into exile away from his land. And Amaziah said to Amos, O seer, go, flee away to the land of Judah, earn your bread there, and prophesy there, but never again prophesy at Bethel, for it, it is the king's sanctuary, and it is a temple of, a, of the kingdom. Then Amos answered Amaziah, I am no prophet, nor a prophet's son, but I am a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore trees. And the Lord took me from following the flock. And the Lord said to me, Go prophesy to my people Israel. May the Lord have blessing to his word. Amen. We are going to sing the hymn 255 in Singing the Faith. The kingdom of God is justice and joy. But we're going to sing it across the gospel reading. So we will start with our first two verses, then hear the gospel and then sing together verses three and four before we turn our attention to seeking God's word and God's message for today. So we sing. reading is taken from the Gospel of Mark chapter 6 verses 14 to 29 read from the New Revised Standard Version entitled the death of John the Baptist Herod had been hearing of the ministry of Jesus King Herod heard of it for Jesus name had become known some were saying John the baptizer had been raised from the dead and for this reason these powers are at work in him but others said it is Elijah, and others said it is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, had been raised. For Herod himself had sent men who arrested John, bound him, and put him in prison, on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because Herod had married her. For John had been telling Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to kill him. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he protected him. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he liked to listen to him. 
But an opportunity came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his courtiers and officers and for the leaders of Galilee. When his daughter Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask for me whatever you wish, and I will give it. And he solemnly swore to her, Whatever you ask, I will give you, even half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What should I ask for? She replied, The head of John the baptizer. Immediately she rushed back to the king and requested, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was deeply grieved, yet out of his regard for his oaths and for the guests, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately the king sent a soldier of the guard with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison, brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl. Then the girl gave it to her mother. When the disciples heard about it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. The kingdom of God is challenge and choice Believe the good news, repent and rejoice His love for us sinners brought Christ to His cross A crisis of judgment thoughts today I've taken as my theme three great words truth justice and power all of our Bible readings today cause us to reflect on these great themes truth justice and power in Psalm 85 which of course we used as our assurance of forgiveness we are reminded of the need to listen for and to hear and respond to God's voice in order that we may discern his purposes. And the psalmist characterises those purposes in attributes of love and faithfulness, of love and peace. The passage from Amos has a vision not of Amos testing out his own faith, nor of Amos testing out the nation's orthodoxy against received teaching and wisdom, but an image of God testing out how true what Amos and the nation's orthodoxy have built, testing out against the wall of truth that God himself has built, as using a plumb line to test the accuracy. No builder even today, however skilled, relies solely on their own eyesight or judgment 
to be satisfied that what they have built is true, vertical and square, but rather they use devices and traditionally that image of the plumb line used throughout the process of construction. Some years ago, as part of my then work, I had cause to visit what was known as Westland Helicopters. This was at the time that the Apache helicopters were being assembled for the British Army. And whilst there, we were shown into the simulator room. One of the team that I was working with asked about the accuracy of some of the laser designation equipment, which basically controls the targeting of the mi missiles that these so-called helicopter gunships carry. The response was to give us a set of binoculars and to show us the spire of a parish church on a hilltop far in the distance, too far to see with the naked eye. We were then told to point to the cross at the top of that spire and then to focus in on the crossing point of that cross. And we were told that it was this point, the centre of the crossing point of the cross, far in the distance, that was used as the reference point to calibrate all of this equipment. And the calibration was to within a couple of millimetres of that centre point. Some of the most sophisticated weaponry available even today to the British forces is calibrated against the cross. How's that for a parable for our Christian living and for the church? That we personally, individually and collectively calibrate our lives, our attitudes, our behaviours against the supremely sacrificial love of Jesus on the cross. The Gospel reading from Mark's Gospel is of course quite a gory story, the beheading of John. The word is getting round that someone called Jesus is preaching a similar gospel to that of his cousin John, but John has already been silenced. He is interred at the king's command on the request of his second wife because John has dared to challenge the legitimacy of that marriage. Herod the king has only interred him and not taken things further because he recognised in John's teaching and is recognising in Jesus some authenticity. He has found the teaching fascinating and, and therefore probably challenging and true.
But these passages say more to us than just that. Amos was rebuked for his harsh words against a kingdom that had become arrogant and complacent. He was speaking into the situation in the primary temple of the kingdom. And Amaziah, the senior priest, and, and in effect the king's personal chaplain, reports his treason to the king. And then advises Amos to go home. And if he must, to restrict his preaching to the backwaters where it will have little effect. It isn't a good career choice for a prophet to be so radically opposed to the status quo. Amos's response is that he isn't a professional prophet. He isn't in it for the career, but simply because God has called him and equipped him to speak God's message. If he is to be obedient to that calling, then he must follow that calling wherever it leads him, whether it's a wise career move or not. The message is a challenge to the foundations of the power base of what has become the, the national sect of religion. A challenge because Amos sees that what has been built is flawed. The Gospel reading, meanwhile, shows Herod holding corrupted power. He has already been persuaded to imprison John because his new wife doesn't like being undermined. And at a party, he makes a wild and generalist, a populist offer to give the daughter of his new wife brought into a debaucherous party as entertainment, anything she could possibly want. Immediately it's apparent who is pulling the strings. The daughter goes and asks the mother what to ask for, and the demand is to go beyond the imprisonment and to receive John's head as proof that he is forever silenced. These readings challenge the centre of power and authority and clearly express that injustice is the almost inevitable consequence of power not being exercised within the constraints of the revealed love of God. As Sir John Dalberg Acton, the eighth baronet of Acton, is credited with saying, power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. During the recent Methodist conference, one of the most significant reports was entitled Strategy for Justice, Dignity and Solidarity, Working Towards a Fully Inclusive Methodist Church. The report argues that 
even though we have as a church done quite a lot of work in seeking to improve EDI equality diversion sorry equality diversity and inclusion that we have done so largely with a paternalistic privilege mature white male educated and middle class we've permitted and directed a widening of our own scope and this has resulted the report argues in an ecclesiological structure a church structure where for the most part and probably unintentionally we have perpetuated the usual suspects being appointed to roles and responsibilities and one outcome of the report is to require a careful re-evaluation of the processes by which we make appointments especially to those places of power our committees for example and not just at the connectional level but right through our church this perpetuation of the status quo happens perhaps more than we recognize even in our churches at one level we simply appoint willing volunteers to roles but at another level we often appoint those known to us without regarding others especially the the newcomers or those at the margins of our church we perhaps unwittingly want people to be in the mainstream of our church before we give them responsibility the idea of speaking truth to power especially when we see power exercised in ways that deny the ability or value of another is a phrase that has come into our language truth speaking truth to power a past president of the conference the reverend alison tomlin told of when she was to be appointed as a district chair someone commented to her that now she would have the power to change things her response was that actually the power of a chair of district is quite limited but what they do have is influence as the psalmist said let me hear what god the lord will speak for he will speak peace to his people or as charles wesley put it in his great hymn come holy ghost our hearts inspire let us thine influence prove source of the old prophetic fire fountain of life and love may we know and constantly seek 
that any influence or power that ascribes to us ascribes because of our relationship in Christ by the Holy Spirit in order that we may be calibrated not against society or ambition but in the depths of his love truth and justice for all amen and we so we sing the wonderful hymn number 713 in singing the faith show me how to stand for justice how to work for what is right now come to our time of prayer for others for our world for those in need of truth and justice let us pray 
We offer ourselves with all who have lived holy and dedicated lives. Lord, make us to be numbered with your saints. We give you thanks for the life and witness of John the Baptist. We pray for all who have been imprisoned for their faith. For all who at this time are facing persecution and danger. For all who stand firmly for freedom and justice. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, support all who seek to support others. All who care for the homeless and poverty-stricken. All who work with prisoners or outcasts. Give courage to all who seek to live in simplicity, to all who sacrificed themselves that others may live. We pray for monastic communities, for monks and for nuns, for all who lead lives of quiet dedication. Show us your mercy, O Lord and grant us your salvation. We pray for all who speak out for the communities to which they belong, for counsellors and community workers. Bless our homes, our families and friends. Support with your love all who sustain the family life. We pray for our families and friends in trouble at this time. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. God, Lover of the poor, be a strength to the persecuted. We pray for those who lack the resources they need, for communities with poor medical supplies, all who lack food or shelter or are denied a proper education. We remember all in sickness and pray for those especially on our minds. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Amen. And we share together in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And so we draw our worship towards its close with another great hymn, number 73, in Singing the Faith. Fill thou my life, O Lord my God, in every part with praise. And a final prayer and blessing. God, give us grace to be the people you have called us to be, that we may live and work to your praise and glory. And the blessing of God, Parent, Son and Spirit, remain with us all this day and to all eternity. Amen. Thank you.